0: It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, fight fans! It's Michelle Joy Felton. We're joined now with. Ben Davison, Ben, it's nice to see you.
1: It's and been a while. You, been a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has. How have you been? Good, good. You? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing much better. Um, you know, given the circumstances, but it's it's um interesting times. Are I, you in
1: California?
0: Yeah, I'm in California with my family right now. Mm-hmm. What's
1: it like over there? Is it easing lockdown? The sign?
0: It's easier. Okay, so my family lives in a county called Riverside. So it's between Orange County, LA, and San Diego. So our county is probably one of the most relaxed than LA. Like LA is really intense right now. Yeah. Yeah. So over here, it's not mandatory to wear masks. You can go into the stores wearing masks, they're going to start opening up. Uh, retail stores, uh, slowly but surely, we're kind of getting things back. It's still going to be different. Yeah, of course. It's going to take a
1: while, isn't it?
0: Yeah, having to stay six feet apart from people, it's going to be a little strange, but it is what it is. I'm just glad that we're slowly seeing progression. And I know in the UK, there's talks-ish of possible July return, yeah?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, I've not followed it too, too much because I just think that with uh, with the likes of Billy Joe and uh, and Josh Taylor and fighters of that magnitude, I think you know it might be a bit more difficult to put put them in fights that are behind closed doors. Um, so, but um, yeah, I mean, nothing's confirmed at the minute. It's all with buts, and maybe still, isn't it?
0: But if that is the case, let's say that is the only option at this point, because and we don't have a definitive date as to when we're going it's not like we're saying january 15th for sure we're gonna go back to this like it could last a year it could last longer mm. for all We know i mean god forbid but who knows so how long do you wait like how long do you say to your fighters like look this may not like we may not get the opportunity to fight in front of a crowd for a while uh we're just gonna have to you know bite the bullet and do it behind closed doors um
1: You know, for me, I think the decision comes down to the fighters whether they'd feel comfortable doing it in that environment because some fighters do really do thrive off the occasion and the atmosphere and, you know, um, those kind of things. And and some fighters may perform better with so-called less pressure. Um, So I think, you know, you'd have to give the uh, the say, the final say down to, to the fighters in the end, I think.
0: Well, you mentioned Billy Joe and you mentioned Josh Taylor. So, how do they feel about it at this point?
1: I think, but uh, I think both of them would rather box in front of crowds. I think they're both types of fighters and people that get up for the occasion and get up for a challenge. And I think the atmosphere perhaps wouldn't be the same uh, behind closed doors. And I think that you know they they're, they're the type of characters that thrive off of that. So. But like you say, you know, we really don't know at the minute. It's if, buts and maybes and we're still in a bit of a guessing game. Although we're seeing pro- progression, we still we still don't know. So, we just have to uh, keep them ticking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing bits and, and looking after themselves. Josh is having a gym built in his, uh, in his house at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and Billy Joe's um, been ticking over. So, we just have to wait and see unfortunately although it's driving me crazy to be honest with you it's driving me crazy all I want to do is get back to work so all I live, live and breathe for so I've had to sort of just take my <laughs> mind away from it just so that I feel better in myself you know
0: yeah no I get it I was actually saying that I go some people have found some sort of like solace in, in constantly putting themselves like in like watching whether it's watching old fights or doing constant interviews and i actually found myself in the complete opposite feeling i felt like the more i'm reminded of boxing mm. the more upset i was getting like it was I, it was the reverse for me you know what i mean because it's like yeah. what the hell i want to be back to work i don't want to just be sitting around no don't get me wrong i'm finding like i i'm i'm seeing the silver lining of it all like it's great to be in a in a position where you can actually just
1: yeah take some downtime yeah travel a lot so to be able to see family
0: yeah this is the longest time I've spent with my family consecutively in nearly ten years that I've been doing you know media for boxing so it's like because of the constant traveling and being mm. away so I am seeing the silver lining and I am grateful for it but at the same time I don't want us to go too far out to where. You know, once this drags out past a certain point, we're talking about like some serious ripple effects in the economy and in the sports and how everyone gets paid. And it's just a, it's just not good. So hopefully we see something sooner rather than later. Now I found this, it was so frustrating because right when you guys were getting the fight with Canelo, Billy Joe has been calling out Canelo for years now. Finally gets the golden ticket, right? You're in Vegas, you fly over and boxing gets canceled. Like how how first of all, how has Billy Joe handled it all? Like how, how uh, what's that like? Because I can only imagine you guys are finally there, you're waiting for the announcement, and then boom, like everything gets shut down.
1: Yeah, I've got to be honest, you know, he took it quite well and he sort of just looked at it as though, look, it's, it's a pandemic, the whole world's in a situation. It's not, I think he took it better because it's not something that someone's done wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that you can't change. It's one of them things, there's nothing you can do about it. And um, I think he took a, a a good outlook on the situation because he could have drove himself mad with it. Um And for me, you know, we was at the point in camp where the focus was still on getting things right as opposed to actually performance at that moment. And then we was just in a transitioning phase where sparring was going to become the main focus and those sorts of things. And I was really looking forward to it. And obviously, you know, hand on my heart, I genuinely believe that Billy Joe will win that fight when that fight comes around. And um you know, for me, it was, it was gutting, but, you know, it's, it's one of them things, you know. Worst things have happened at sea, as they say.
0: <laughs> well, we know that there had been talk, rumor, that the return fight for Canelo at this point was going to end up being Triple G. But then Triple G's team, Jonathan Banks said, that's not happening. That's not what we were planning. What is going on? Like, is Billy Joe still secure? Because when you sign, basically sign a contract, you're signing it for that date, aren't you? So it's not mm. like a guarantee that you're going to get the September one. So, what has the talk been like? Is he still? Does he still believe that he is Canelo's next opponent, or is it now up in the air again?
1: Uh, I don't really know. You know, I, I suppose. It'd be a lawyer that would know what the situation would be, as you say. You know, you sign a fight, but it's for a certain date, and you know, something like this—it has never happened before. So, yeah, in the model, in the modern world, so to be able to say, um, in this situation, this is what happens. You know, it's not something they probably plan ahead in in contracts. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a difficult one there. Um, in terms of if if we're expecting to be Canelo's next opponent. Um, I'm not really sure, you know. I mean, there's talks of in boxing, obviously, if everything's all things going well to boxing in September, December and May. So there's three bites at the cherry there. So um, we just have to wait and see. But, you know, either way, it's just about, at this point in Billy Joe's career, it's just about maximising his performance. And I believe that with a few adjustments that we've we've been able to make, and was making and will continue mm-hmm. to make that uh you will see the the best and more consistency from uh, from Billy Joe
0: mm-hmm. how has everyone sort of been adapting at the moment like you said Josh is building a gym um but how how does everyone sort of stay ready Because there is no definitive date. Like, how how is everyone staying prepared and ready for when they do get the call that boxing's returning?
1: Yeah, it's difficult, you know. I mean, here to, you know, gyms are obviously shut shut uh, at the minute. Um, And Josh is at the other end of the country. Josh is chomping at the bit to get going, and the same as me, you know. And as you said before at the beginning, I was watching boxing, 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 and thinking, right, as soon as we get back to it, and planning ahead. And then it sort of got to a point where I was thinking, do you know what? I'm off. um You know, although it's something positive, it's bringing negativity on me because I'm thinking, well, when are we going to get back? And yeah. I sort of had to say, do you know what? Just put it at arm's length for the minute to make myself feel better. Um, Josh is the kind of guy that keeps himself fit. Like I say, he's building the gym in his house and he's ticking over and he's doing bits and bobs, you know, um, throughout. So, he's that kind of guy, you know, which is, which is good in terms of developing areas that we've uh, spoke about and was working on. Obviously, you know, it kills me not to be able to be working on that at the moment and in this moment in time, but, you know, we've, we've, we've experienced, you know, that time will come and, you know, this will pass eventually um and then we'll be able to focus on those things.
0: Now it's been a bit challenging, at least for what I do, because there hasn't really been much to talk about. There's a lot of what-if scenarios, uh, possibilities. Uh, again, what can you really say when there's no definite answer to anything, right? You're just, it's kind of like I keep calling it like Fantasy Friday. Like we keep talking about things that we want to see come to fruition, but we don't know when it's going to come to fruition, if ever. But I which do
1: is a bit wanna... of a tease, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It is honestly because it's it is, like yeah. when people are talking about the news, I'm like, well, that's not really news because that's not that's not saying this fight is happening. They're saying the what ifs. I mean, for example, you look at Mike Tyson. For example, uh, qu- another question for you, like, what what are your thoughts on fifty three year old Mike Tyson possibly coming back and not just coming back, but potentially entertaining the the idea of a bare knuckle boxing?
1: Mm. a difficult one for me because. I grew up uh, a big admirer of Mike Tyson as I think most people in our generation did. Um, And a lot of people wouldn't agree with this, but if there's one person that I could meet and sit down and have a conversation with him on the right day, when he's in the right mindset, it's Mike Tyson. And I'm not talking about Iron Mike. I'm talking about the Mike Tyson of today. Very intelligent guy. Been through a lot in life, a lot of experience. And I just think that anybody from any walk of life, to sit down with him and have a conversation, like I say, why he's in the right mindset and in the right mood. I think anybody could learn a hell of a lot from him and take a lot from that conversation. Obviously, Tyson went on, these, um, went on the podcast, but unfortunately, that day, I wasn't well. I was absolutely gutted, so I said, look, I'm not going to come and risk it and, yeah. and getting somebody ill.
0: Hot boxing with Mike Tyson?
1: Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't end up going, which killed me. But it was, it was a uh, decision I had to make. But you know, I wouldn't want to see him boxing again. Now, I'm not saying that he's got the wrong people around him, but it's an important time now for him to have the right people around him to say and give him the right advice. You know, it's very important at this moment in time for him. I feel like because. Obviously, he's done a bit of training. He's feeling in good shape and he's feeling good about himself, which is great. Um, And for him to have an exhibition, which maintains an exhibition, a move around, fantastic, brilliant. Why not? You know, it keeps him motivated um, and it gives him something to work for and work towards and and keep on that positive and on the right track. I think for him to actually then get into a fight where you've got to take your body to places, you know, where it doesn't want to go. To be, to be a, a top-level athlete, it's not healthy for your body. You know, people think these guys are, are healthy. To be a regular gym-goer and a regular keep-fitter, that's healthy. But to be a top athlete, you have to put your body through things that, and your mind through things that most people can't contemplate. Yeah. Um, and that's something that people think uh, I'm um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I'm competitive. Yeah, you probably are competitive with Joe Bloggs, your next-door neighbour. But when you're talking about an elite level, you you can't comprehend that level of competitiveness. And I think people can't comprehend, you know, thinking Mike Tyson is great, he's looking in good shape and, and all the rest of it. And yeah, let him have a fight. But what he would then have to put his body through and his mind through it's not healthy for anybody. And somebody at that age, I wouldn't want to see him do that. He's a legend in the game, a legend of a man. And like I say, I think he's an extremely intelligent guy with a lot of experience. That has a lot to offer in other areas of life now. Um, so for him to have him, a...
0: It's like he's... he's um. It's not like an exhibition fight where you're seeing him fight Joe Schmo. Like, you're talking about... Bare knuckle boxing is dangerous in itself, just period. But then, like depending on, especially depending on who you're putting, up, putting him in against. It's like, I just don't see the entertainment in it because I love Mike. I don't think that he should do it either. I don't think that he should be putting himself back in the line of danger. He has a, a, a he's a legend. He's proven enough. He's made enough money. He's got a great thing going for himself right now. He doesn't need to put himself in a position to potentially give himself grain damage. Do you know what I mean?
1: So it boils down to the intensity of what it is that he would be doing this exhibition. So if the intensity can be sort of controlled, I don't really see too much of a problem with it if it is just a move around in an exhibition. But to have a competitive fight, I just, I wouldn't want to see it myself.
0: Yeah, I know. And now you're hearing the likes of like Evander Holyfield and so forth. And I'm just like... Mm.
1: hopefully not but we'll see hopefully not like I say I think and I'm not saying that he is the wrong people around him with violence, because he's his own man and he'll make his own decisions in life but I think you know now's an important time to have the right people to say look you know look after yourself first and your health etc
0: much like back to when um when Tyson Fury fought in the rematch against Deontay Wilder uh there was a lot of of back and forth, like people were feeling one way and feeling another about whether or not they should have stopped the fight. Do you know what I mean? Like when you, when you look back on that, if that was you, if that was your fighter in the corner, would you have reacted the same?
1: Yeah, look, I think that the stoppage was the right decision. Uh, You know, I think the stoppage was the right decision, but I also understand where... Deontay Wilder himself was coming from and I understand where Jay Diaz was coming from because Jay Diaz has worked with Deontay Wilder since day one, since he walked into that gym. So, he knows him extremely well. He knows what's in the tank. He knows what's not in the tank. He knows what type of character he is. And, you know, like I say, people can't comprehend for people to go, oh, why is Wilder complaining about... Um, the fight being stopped, people can't comprehend that competitiveness for him to say, if I go out, I want to go out on my shield. Um, and that's part of a job and responsibility that you have to take on as a as a coach in the corner of a fight, you know, going back to the first fight. If Tyson, if I'd stopped that fight and Tyson hadn't have got up and done what he'd done, it could have been a completely different story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so, it's finding the right balance, and it's, it's a difficult one, but I understand where both are coming from. Uh, but it just, like I said, it boils down to people not really understanding, you know, he knew he was losing the fight, but I want to go out on my shield, and it's a corner's job to do what they did, and, and, and I feel like they made the right decision, of course. mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, Deontay Wilder recently said on the PBC podcast that he didn't consider Tyson Fury to be the champion because they still have another fight. Uh, what do you
1: make of his comments? Um, I, I think that what he I think that what he meant sometimes it's difficult because you say something that doesn't come across. I'm sure you've had it in a situation where you say something that doesn't really come across as you mean it.
0: Mm-hmm. You probably
1: haven't selected the right words. What he probably means is, look, I don't feel like I was at my best um, there, uh, and we've got one more fight to deal with, so. I'm not writing myself out to say that, yes, he's got the belt now, but I still believe in myself to to be able to do the job. Um, So it's just a case of wording, you know, and any any fighter that believes in himself will believe in that, will have that thought process. Obviously, Tyson, I believe, won the first fight, done a demolition job in the second fight, and I believe that he will win the third fight. Um, But I think, there's two ways to look at it, you know it was probably a poor choice of words but you also have to admire the self-belief that Deontay Wilder has in himself
0: yeah, 100% like of course I do understand kind of what he was saying but I know that the way people the way people took it and the way it kind of came across was as if he wasn't giving him Duke you know the, the credit. credit yeah yeah exactly but we don't know we don't know what's going to go on especially in the state of boxing currently with the coronavirus we don't know if 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 and when we're gonna see the third fight because a fight like that, you don't put behind closed doors. You you, you have, you know, a crowd, you need the fans there. So, um, and I'm not sure if they're gonna entertain something like that overseas. I know that there's been a lot of talk recently as of like, you know, heavy talks of a possible fight between Joshua and Fury um, over in the Middle East. Now, like the interview that he did with, I'm sure you've seen it, the interview that he did with Coogan, um, Bob Aaron mentioned, that they're uh, having an advisor. they're using uh, Dan Kinahan to sort of broker something, to, to make something happen, like find the location somewhere overseas. Do you know any details about anything at all?
1: Um, just that, you know, I just think that, um, but obviously there's been a lot of speculation about Daniel. And I think what the the common, the common, misconception is because obviously Daniel Daniel used to own MTK, so <laughs> I think people often have this misconception that Daniel owns or is MTK. Um, Daniel's an independent advisor that has a great relationship with many promoters and many fighters and yeah. has orchestrated many deals, including Tyson's deal with yeah. with um, top-ranking ESPN, you know, because like I say, he has a great relationship. Tyson was currently signed with BT Sport and um, Frank Warren and Queensbury Promotions. Um, and Daniel obviously has a fantastic relationship with Bob and Top Rank and ESPN. And a great relationship with Frank, BT Sport.
0: There,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, so obviously Daniel... Um,
0: but he's also, he's also like appointed as a special advisor for that, um, it's a sports organization called KHKH in Brain. I mean, that's, that's yeah. big news because that could potentially... Be where they, they
1: host uh, Fury Joshua. You know he's 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 done a lot of work and he put the deal together. Obviously, the, for for a deal to be we're seeing it at the minute with Crawford and um, Crawford and Spence. A deal between Top Rank and PBC is a difficult one. So Daniel um, was an advisor in in the Tyson and Wilder fight, getting put together and the deals that were being done there. Um, so, I think there's a lot of common misconception there. He's a he's a, he's a phenomenal advisor, but an independent advisor. And I just think, just clearing that up, I think a lot of people have that um, misconception to think that Daniel is MTK. But he's an independent advisor that's done a lot for a lot of fighters. I was introduced to him back when he did own MTK and obviously working with Billy Joe, um, yeah. who's very good friends with him. And, um Yeah. I just
0: uh i mean but this is a big deal like to to potentially you know put on a big fight of this magnitude i mean fury versus joshua and this is massive and this and, and for it to possibly be overseas or in the middle east overseas for me over um middle east um could potentially open it up to fight fans actually attending depending on because i don't know what 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 you know the BBBFC of c is going to do in the next six months to a year again because like, we don't we don't know but it could open up another avenue for it to be out there
1: yeah and i think that you know like what you say there it's a massive uh, it's a massive job to be given but i just think that people don't understand that he's uh like i say he's orchestrated orchestrated many big fights right. many big deals um from the top of the sport, but I also know you know fighters on on the other end of the sport that he's helped as well. I know a fighter. I'm not going to name names that had an injury um, under ten fights. Um, flew him out to see a, to see specialists, helped him live, um, and you know supported him through his injury for him to then, which took I think about a year to eighteen months. Which then he come round and and um, has now got his career back on track. I know another fighter that. I'm not going to name names that turned around and said to me, I wouldn't be able to afford my car if, uh, if he hadn't helped me and got in big fights and back into the place. So he's a phenomenal um, independent advisor. And, um, you know, I've worked closely with him um, over the past few years. And if anybody's going to get that job done, um, it'll be Daniel and it'll, it'll beat expectations because that's the type of person that he is.
0: To think that we could potentially have the fight like that, I mean, Fury versus Joshua, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that at this point. I mean, I think it's really exciting to think that we're even having these conversations. There's actual moves happening to potentially see that. Now, don't get me wrong, again, Joshua still has Puliv, and uh, Fury still has the Wilder, the third Wilder fight. But we don't know. Again, we don't know what's going to end up happening. We don't know. Mm. If Wilder could potentially take a step-aside fee. I don't know. And then also, I'm not sure how it works in terms of, you know, placing these, these unified fights before rematches or mandatories. I mean, from my understanding, that trumps anything else. So, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one to see how this will play out.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting one. I think that, that, you know, there's a lot to, like we said, you know, with fights that potentially were signed and supposed to go ahead. How does that reflect with what's gone on Mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic? And, you know, I'm sure that a pandemic isn't put into a contract um, (laughs) usually, you know. Uh, So it's a difficult one. But like I say, if anybody's going to do it um, and be able to put that together, it'd be Daniel because he's got a fantastic relationship with, uh, many different broadcasters, many different promoters, many different managers, um, and many fighters. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's definitely exciting times for the heavyweight division, but also boxing in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what fight are you hoping to see the most? Now, aside from aside from your own fighters, what fight are you hoping to see next? Because you know what, this, this, this is a question for you. So. Radio Rahim and I had a debate over this. When boxing returns, is it considered ducking if a fighter chooses to have a tune-up fight first?
1: It's difficult, isn't it? I think there's a few uh, areas that, that you may need to look at. For somebody like Vasiliy Lomachenko, how long has he been out for? a long time.
0: <laughs> well supposedly he should be returning soon against uh Lopez. So uh, I I my understanding that's one of the first fights we're going to see back. I I think in is it June or July? Can't be
1: June. I'm not sure. Can't be June. But but if you looked at Lomachenko you'd say, Do you know what? If he was to have a tune-up, would make sense. Uh people boxers that have, have had an inactive inactive spell leading up to the to the pandemic, you could understand it and go, okay, um, that makes sense. And and you're looking to sharpen your tools and you want to put on put on a, a peak performance. That makes sense. Yeah. But I think someone that's regularly active and then he's looking for an excuse to say, I need another tune-up. Yeah. Um, I think it, you know, that's uh, that's a bit of a different one. Someone like Devin Haney, who's, you know, he suffered a, a shoulder injury. If he said, look, I want to fight. And have a have a warm-up first you'd say i understand that you know he's coming back off an injury mm-hmm. then this pandemic um that that would make sense to me
0: yeah, i mean it depends on how you argue it but i guess there are a lot of guys who don't have the access to a gym and their trainer doesn't live next door you know of
1: course I mean? like, they're
0: home with their families right now they're not they're not out training. No one's wor- No one's working. Like staying in shape is one thing, but staying um, at elite
1: at, level is different. Yeah, at elite mm. level, it's
0: completely different. So I disagreed. Raheem said one thing. I said no. I don't think it's ducking at all. But anyways, my my question to you was, what's what's a fight that you're looking forward to the most?
1: It could be Lomachenko and Lopez, maybe. Mm. It could be. Um, it's going to
0: be such a good one. Um,
1: yeah, I'd probably say Lomachenko and Lopez. It's the first one that popped in my mind when you said the question anyway. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that one's going to be a really good one. Um, Devin Haney. There was footage of him training with Floyd Mayweather, and it looked like Gervonta Davis was not very pleased seeing his uh, – <laughs>
1: Wow, what 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 did, what did he say? <laughs> he
0: he said he tweeted, Javonta Davis tweeted saying, "Well, looks like I'm not training in Vegas anymore because he was supposed to go to Vegas and, and train up, apparently at the Mayweather gym, but he saw his arch nemesis training with his promoter." Um, what do you think of that?
1: Are they actually nemesis though, and enemies, Heiney and? I mean, and,
0: uh... you know, I mean, depending on how you want to look at it, I guess. Even if we look at it just from a boxing perspective, maybe not personally, but they are you would still consider them to be rivals, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, I mean Devin Haney first first uh first things first, a phenomenal fighter. Um and I've got a good story about Devin actually. I uh I went to the gym, I was at the gym before where he was sparring. Um and when you take everything into consideration, he's 20 or 21 years old, world champion. Um, he come into the gym, very professional, um, and done a, I'll put it as a good number on his on his two sparring partners. Um, and when you take all of that with a big team, a full team with him, and when you take all of that into consideration, it'd be easy to say the young man's gonna gonna have an ego, these kind of things. And the aspiring partners were um, the aspiring partners here, so uh, I started speaking to the aspiring partners and just giving them some advice from what I saw, etc. And he said, "Coach, can I get some advice?" So he come over, asked some questions, back and forth. Um.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: And his dad come over and we had a discussion about boxing, et cetera. And straight away from that moment, I thought to myself, that's a hungry fighter. Mm. Like I said, he's 20, 21 years old, world champion, walked in the gym, got a full team. Looks like he he's aren't well, got a good deal on matrum. Um like dominated the, his fine nice
0: guy. I think he's a genuine guy. I mean, for his twenty-first birthday, for Christ's sake, he was feeding the homeless. Like, not exactly the normal thing to do on your birthday.
1: Exactly, and, 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 he's, and, he's, and he's there, and he's a few weeks out from his fight, but he was still looking, can I learn something there? Can I gain 1%? And when people talk about the 1% club, they usually think about the the people that work harder. And But the 1% club for me is the people that are willing to work that much harder just to gain 1%. 1% yeah. each day, 1% each day, 1% a week, even if it's 1% a month above the competition. That eventually adds up. And that stood with me and I thought I was very, very, very impressed with him. Um, and I, I've seen some of the work that um, Floyd, doing, Floyd Mayweather is doing with him. We often see good fighters struggle to be good coaches. But uh, I was very impressed. Obviously, you're only seeing snippets, but I was very impressed with uh, the what things that he was showing him. And, and uh, it looks like he's able to give across the information that he has here
0: mm-hmm. and
1: deliver it, which is the hardest part.
0: Devin's seen himself under some heavy criticism recently because of a tweet he made about, um, I'm sorry, not a tweet. It was a video that he said that no white boy will ever beat me. You know, he showed remorse for that. He's like, look, didn't mean anything by it. Not racist. He made that very clear. But I I do like to ask people like when, when you read something or when you see, when you see it versus when you read it, because people are writing about it, right? Was your first reaction to think that it was racist, or was it like you didn't think much of it? Because I actually I asked that question like to some fight fans, and I asked them like, if you're white and you you heard what he said, were you offended by it? And surprised, like a lot of people were like, no, I didn't even think anything of it. I just thought he was taking a dig at Lomachenko because I that's how I thought he was taking a dig at Lomachenko as well. But because he said it the way he did, it got taken a certain way. Did you perceive it that way? Did you think for a second, like, ooh, probably not the best words to use?
1: That's what I looked at a like, lot. I thought probably not the best words to use. Didn't take offense to it. But like I say, I've, I've spoken to him. I've spent time with him. I've been in the gym with him. So I, I, I've managed to um, sort of have a level of understanding of his characteristics and, and the mm-hmm. type of person that he is to a certain degree. Um, the What bothered me was, fighters like world champions and top level fighters, I think that you have to sometimes be selective with who you work with in the media or who you're willing to give an interview to because somebody like some an established company, somebody like yourself, you have a certain reputation that you have to, do you know what, I can't throw somebody under the bus because then how can I have a relationship with this person? Mm-hmm. Whereas I think there's a lot of companies at the minute, and it's not a digger, I understand they're trying to get into the into the business and it's something they're passionate about and something they want to do. But I think that you have to sort of work, probably work your way up. Um, because how I took what I saw when I looked at that interview, I thought, the atmosphere, the questions that were being asked, the way that the interviewee was or interviewer was talking and the words he was using and just the atmosphere that he was giving across I think led to a certain atmosphere Mm. coming across and and potentially led to a silly mistake because you can get comfortable in in, um, your surroundings and probably just said it as is a, is a bit of a joke, but you know, somebody I didn't
0: even see the full video. So I, I had people no idea gonna see how it, it was maybe being structured or because you're right, you can kind of you kind of know what you're doing, don't you? Sometimes you're kind of angling something to get set up to be set a certain way, um, or some people hope to, but
1: or you'll know if you if you, you've I'm sure you've got friends, you've probably got friends that are older than you and friends that are younger than you, and probably when you're with the friends that are younger than you, you might. Uh, be a little bit have a little bit of a different energy than when you're with the people that are your friends that are older than you, and I think that when you're having an interview with someone that's giving off a certain energy, it can cause for complacency and that 's all I think that works complacency um, so I just think you know if I, if I would just say probably stick with people that you know, stick with people that you trust and stick with companies that have a reputation to to have to uh stand up to
0: mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, it's nice talking to you. Thank, thank you for you. giving. Me, thank you for giving me forty minutes of your day. Sorry, thank you. not, I literally have a, a rescue kitty right here, and and where she, did you get it from? She, well, she's uh, a neighbor's cat, but I'm taking her to my grandma because my grandma wants to adopt her because she doesn't. Yeah. Have, so she keeps pushing, and she was pushing like the little table I have this on, I'm like, and then she's like biting my <laughs> finger, like kind of nibbling at my fingers, like pet me, pet me. So sorry if you heard, if you guys heard the meowing or whatever, but she's definitely needs attention right now. Huh. But, um. Well, it's
1: evening over here, so. It's what? It's evening over here. Yeah. So.
0: Dinner time, I imagine. Well, thank you, Ben. I appreciate your time as always. And you know what? Hope to God, I know I keep saying this, but I really hope that we all see each other very soon. And we're all able to shake hands and, <laughs> and go
1: back able to, to normality.
0: Not be like, oh, keep your distance. Yeah. I, I just, oh, that's just my biggest fear is that this is going to become a new norm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: me like, as well. I see,
0: I see now on fashion sites that people are putting like with the outfit matching masks. I'm like, it will never be cool to wear masks. Like, I don't care what anyone tries to push, it will never be cool to wear it.
1: But I mean, I don't. It's not
0: a fashion statement.
1: I don't know the ins and outs and that, but hopefully, hopefully we can just go back to normality as it was before. Whether that's a realistic um, hope or not, we'll yeah. have to see. But um, fingers crossed anyway.
0: Fingers crossed. And you know what? I hope you guys get the fight in September against Canelo should we move forward. Um, if we do, I highly doubt. It's in front of an audience. So, again, I don't really know how Dzone's going to take that approach. Uh, but, nonetheless, I hope you guys still get your shot and it's not, you know, you guys aren't sideswiped for another person and then here we are all over again.
1: Yeah. Um, Hopefully. I think it's a fight that uh, people want to see. Uh, it's a good matchup of styles. Um, we've seen Canelo box the tool the – Um, Kovalev, Smiths, Fielding, sorry, not Smith, Fielding. Um, We've seen, you know, in box that kind of style, um, you know, it's been a while since we've seen him box a a slick southpaw. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, If you can't get the Canelo fight next, let's say that Dazone decides, let's hold off for a bit, let's see what happens in the next three, four months, maybe we will be able to have some, of an, somewhat of an audience, who would you want to see Billy Joe in with, um, to sort of keep him busy? Because obviously, that's the most important thing at this point. You got to keep the fighters going, and it's very detrimental at this point for even guys who are up and coming, they're not getting anything in right now, and that's gonna that could potentially ruin people's careers. Like, it's it's a scary mm. thing to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if it's uh, if it's something that's got to sort of um.
0: Be in country,
1: same country, same country, probably. I don't know. You know, the problem is you got two super middleweights in the in in the in the UK that are um on the verge of of uh, of that big fight that they dream. You know, the problem is Billy Joe beat Callum. Say people are going to go, you know, ah. Uh, still he won't beat Canelo or they'll go oh Ryder was nearly beat Smith or and Ryder's a, a top fighter by the way but you beat Canelo you're the man and when you're on the verge of that you want that opportunity and Billy Joe's been chasing that opportunity for so long you know um,
0: but does that so mean that, a means, one. that means does that mean that he is willing
1: to wait till that no it doesn't it just means if, the, if, 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 if that situation arises you'll have to you'll have to look into it I mean but at the minute um, you know, his belly's hungry for Canelo, and 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 that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was it was very close to um, to happening, so he's he's eager for that. I'm eager for that. Uh, but like I say, talking about it kills me because then I'm thinking, yeah, Josh, and he's gonna yeah, and then we'll work on that, and then I'm thinking, oh, but we can't at the minute, and yeah. Yeah, so I've I've just sort of took, put it to the back of my mind for the minute because I spent so long, like you were saying, thinking and planning forward and then you're thinking, well, what am I planning for? And When am I planning for? And, mm. and then it's getting you down and then it's, do you know what? Negativity, you just need to put it to the side. Even though it sounds crazy, the boxing's become a, something that's your passions become negative impact on you for the moment. Mm. But, like you say, things are getting better step by step and um, soon we'll be able to get back to normal.
0: I'm glad to hear that you also feel the same way because I feel like most of the people I'm talking to are like yeah I watch boxing every night and I'm like I have to go garden like I started gardening I got a garden to take my mind away from the stress of not being able to be at work in boxing so I'm
1: I started reading yeah and I can hardly read so <laughs> that's how far I've tried to uh, take myself away
0: like meditating and
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm the film. type that i'm the type that reads a page turn the page i've just forget i've forgotten what i've just read so then i have to go back and read that page three or four times
0: but do you enjoy it
1: it's just a okay. subject that's, that's
0: that's the difference i enjoy gardening gardening to me is like zen it makes me feel calm it takes my stresses away that it, mm. it, it's almost like relating it to like meditation. It's a very calm, peaceful feeling. So if, if reading isn't doing that for you, you might want to look at. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll
1: tell you why I went to reading is because it's the subject that I'm also passionate about but not as passionate about, but something that I enjoy. And unfortunately, usually I'd use an audio book, but for this book I have to be able to see um, diagrams, etc., as well. So I had to turn to reading and, um, yeah difficult one for me but
0: no no pick up painting do something
1: (laughs) painting yeah
0: no seriously you know what i bought i bought those thousand piece puzzles i haven't done puzzles since i was like a kid and so i got two of them and i'm gonna start doing the puzzles because i think that would like you gotta mentally like focus on that and it's good good stuff Mm -hmm. good idea The goal is to come out of this a better person, isn't it? Just overall, everyone's been humbled. We're all going through the same exact thing. And all in all, my only hope for everyone is that we all just learn to be better people in the end.
1: I've also actually been, I'm in the process of setting up a performance center for boxing. Mm -hmm. So in the UK, yeah. So a few things I've got to get done change of usage on the facility and a few things like that but with things going it's on the border of essex slash london
0: okay essex isn't that where eddie's going to be hosting backyard events isn't it in essex
1: yes it is yeah
0: yeah interesting that he's doing that right definitely Whatever keeps us going, I'm all for it.
1: And, and you know, you have to take a positive with it. I think that a lot of up-and-coming fighters will get opportunities and get, probably get – and broadcasters will get more viewings than they would because of the lack of sport that's, that's been so far, everybody will be tuning in because they're crying out for some sport. So, um, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for young fighters or whoever's fighting on the card to get – a lot of eyes on them and an opportunity to make a name for themselves and mm-hmm. an opportunity for the broadcasters to potentially shoot their numbers up through the roof. So,
0: yeah, I mean, look, all in all, I, I, I know like once we return, it's, it's going to be like a September for us, meaning like those are our really busy months. So I think it's just going to be from the get, it's just going to be nonstop and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs>
1: 100%. Yeah, hopefully
0: end some of 2020 with some work. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I love those those memes going around saying, like, we owe 2019 an apology.
1: <laughs> True. Everyone you know what I said? I said to someone earlier as well, you pulled up some old pictures and, and sent them over. You always look back and say, good times. But in that moment, you're probably not thinking, I'm having the well of the time. But when you look back on old pictures, you go, those were the days.
0: Mhm. And who knows if we'll even see those those days. Again? I even said I was like, I I was out having dinner. You know Demi. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
1: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
0: Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. I was out having dinner with her, and I thought to myself, if I had known this was going to be like the last night that I was able to go out and actually have like a, a normal setting, not everyone wearing masks and being paranoid, but like a normal setting, I... I don't know. I probably would have, I don't treated know. Treated it differently. I, would have done, I don't know. I just, I just think about that. I'm like, wow, how quickly something can change. So the, the moral of the story is, you know, really appreciate the moment. Appreciate
1: That's the key. The and that, 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 that is, that is the goal in life. Have you watched the last dance?
0: You know what? Um, Anthony Yard, I just interviewed him yesterday and he said, He said, he mentioned it as well. And I still have not seen it and I need to see it. I know I'm probably the only person who has not watched Mm. that documentary yet, but no, I haven't.
1: But they said, they said at the end of it, the key with somebody was speaking about Michael Jordan. They said the key with Michael was he was always in the moment. Mm. I think it's something that a lot of people, I never used to understand what people meant when they used to say, just be in the moment. I used to be like, what, what do you mean? Be in the moment. Like, But I understand. And, you know, with age and experience, you start to understand what that means a little bit more. And I think that there's so many people out there chasing um, that experience of being in the moment so often. Have you seen the film Click?
0: I have.
1: Brilliant film. Typical. Wanting to fast forward those moments. And before you know it, you know, you've lost an opportunity. You've lost an opportunity or lost a chunk of your life that, that really, or lost times that you thought, uh, you know, just want to get over it, get that over and done with. But really, it was all part of the experience that you've missed out on. You know, so many people, they, they go and buy a new car. And the reason for buying a new car is that they, while they're driving the new car, they're thinking about, oh, yeah, this is a nice car. And they're in that moment. But after a week or two weeks or three weeks of driving that car, it becomes I'm driving the car and you're back on autopilot. And then you have to sell that car and buy another car to get in the moment again. And I feel like that's the the drive and the adrenaline that they get from, from buying a new car. But if you can really learn to live and be in the moment, that's the, uh, that's the ultimate goal in life. I think, like yeah. I say, wealthy people can forever chasing to be able to live in that moment. And people say that money doesn't make you happy, but I think the key to happiness is being able to be in the moment.
0: Um, I found myself cuz I haven't been home like really home like this in so long. So I find myself sitting there like looking at my parents. Like just looking at them. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you
1: have that
0: moment where you just think like this is a good moment. This is a good time. That, that was a good dinner. This is you know what I mean? Like I find myself doing that all the time now. So yeah, I do get it. I think, and and again, hopefully more people are starting to see that perspective and spending more quality time with people that matter. Stop worrying about the things that don't matter. It does not matter what someone else thinks of your life or if they liked your photo or not. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm. There's just so much more to what's happening. I, I get that we're all, it, 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 we can look at it from a negative standpoint, but there are so many positives to also pay attention to it's almost like mother earth is saying stop freeze relax breathe appreciate value do you get what i mean like
1: yeah definitely
0: it's it, it, and we've seen our, our our earth heal itself in these last few months and it's incredible you see the photos less pollution rivers are clearing um less less plastic and junk in the in the ocean like we're starting to see a ripple effect where it might have also just been just the way earth earth making us stop like just like clean clean yourself up so i'm definitely looking at it from a bigger perspective like i said all in all don't got time for drama don't have time to think about the what ifs or even a week from now it's like just just get through this and and enjoy the day because we really don't know no one's promised no one's promised tomorrow your parents aren't promised tomorrow and if this is the prime opportunity to spend more time with people you love then do it take it when's the next time we're gonna have time to do this seriously real talk like when yeah, of, of pandemic happens which god forbid i hope never does but like when is the next time we're actually gonna have this much time to like sit with our loved ones
1: Hundred percent, and you know when you said to me, "This is the the longest time I've spent at home since basically you can remember." It didn't shock me because I know, I know that's the case because you literally every boxing show you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know it's difficult. What I find difficult is, is let's say you used to let's say you used to speak to somebody else about. um about being in the moment and having time. And people will say, well, just ease up a little bit. Don't work so much and don't this. And, you know, well, hold on a minute. For you to be able to get to where you've got to, you've had to make sacrifices and you probably wouldn't have achieved what you've achieved and and done what you've done and be able to do what you do if you hadn't have made those sacrifices and pushed your body in your work so hard. So, you know, nothing, nothing... comes without a price unfortunately that's life you know if you want to uh if you want to achieve something you have to give something for it um and you know often often um that's the side of things that people don't understand you know they see these uh athletes or a celebrity or a singer or and think oh you know that's the life but listen they've not just got there by luck to, to achieve something, you have to give something, and uh, often, often not. It's time with your family and uh, those kind of things. And like I say, like I said at the very beginning, to be an elite level athlete is not healthy on the body. You have to give, sacrifice your body to be able to achieve and do what you do. Uh, unfortunately, you know that that's why not everybody can do it. So you're right, you know, to be able to have this have this time um to be able to sit back and go right i'm going to enjoy this moment it's uh something to definitely although it's obviously terrible what's going on it's still you know you've got to appreciate being able to spend time with your family like you say
0: well i mean we can't control it so you have to sort of make the most of the situation because you can't sit around and hate that everything's happening because that's just so consuming energetically I don't I cannot I would not be able to be that person I just even if it just means my morning walks like I started going for um four to five mile walks in the morning and I'll walk two miles to go get my coffee and then mm. back you get what I mean like that's yeah. something and, and it does help it actually it's just that's that time to just kind of clear your head and I don't know I just everyone reacts differently to stress so it's if someone decides they want to lay around and watch Netflix all day, then if that's their way of coping, then that's okay. But me personally, I because I've got so accustomed to being on the go, being on the go, being on the go. It was really weird for me to be like whoa 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 whoa. I started feeling like anxiety and having like my chest was getting tight and I felt pat like kind of like I was having panic attacks because my body wasn't used to this at all. And mm. It was, uh, it was a lot to handle. And I know you can understand. It's sort of like you're saying, like, you feel like, I just want to get back. I want to get back because that, that is what we have become accustomed to. We don't like to always be home on the weekends. Now we're all week and the weekends. It's like, this is strange. Just foreign territory. for me right now, right now, I mean, I've gone damn near a decade being nonstop busy in different countries back and forth. And then I'm like, I've been sitting in Temecula for two months, like the, I haven't had this in forever. So, but again, I'm trying to see the good in it. And to have this quality time with my parents, like my dad said to me, cause I love to cook. So my dad goes, he gets up, I just cooked like a nice little steak dinner, potatoes, everything. And he goes, you know, we've been real blessed since you've been back. And I was like, <laughs> That was like that was all it took to be like that was worth it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like they love that I'm always cooking for them and it make them happy that I did that. So I was like, that's sweet.
1: <laughs> Definitely. But that that that's that's one of them things that you'll look back and go. There you go. Sorry. That's one of them things that you'll uh you'll look back on and go, those were the days and that'll be a moment that pops up in your memory box. Mhm
0: exactly but i'll let you go it's been over an hour now thank you so much
1: no enjoyed Third it time. Pleasure.
0: hopefully we'll catch up soon hopefully there will be news to talk about i know we kind of just sort of jumped around but um but it's nice to get your opinion on it so i appreciate it
1: no good conversation enjoyed it
0: all right well i'll speak with you soon yep all right bye bye fans Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?